OHSU's Oregon National Primate Research Center is one of seven national primate research centers across the country. A new website makes it easier for the public to learn about what's happening at the centers and will tell the stories of their important work. It's Tuesday, June 5th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Josh Anderson sat down with Nancy Hagwood, professor and director of the Oregon National Primate Research Center, to learn more. Well, Nancy, thanks for joining me today. Can we start uh, by you telling us what your role is at OHSU? I'm a professor at the Oregon National Primate Research Center, and my background is microbiology. And at this stage, I'm also the director of the Oregon National Primate Research Center, which means that I have an administrative role within OHSU, a leadership role. Can you summarize the work that is done here at the Oregon National Primate Research Center? We are a research center here at OHSU, just like the other research centers, but we also have a breeding colony of monkeys. And the purpose of this uh, National Primate Research Center is to provide resources for investigators who are interested in studying human diseases in a model that best mimics that disease. So you probably know that a lot of studies can be done in tissue culture or in mice, but some questions really can only be addressed in a primate where there are anatomical reasons or, for example, you want to study the brain and behavior. It's very difficult to determine what a mouse is thinking. It's a little easier to see what a monkey is thinking. So we have basically several different areas, general areas that we work in. One is neuroscience. One is uh, cardiometabolic disease, which means both the heart and metabolism, when those two are linked. And we also study infectious disease with our sister institute, the Vaccine and Gene Therapy Institute. And then we also do genetics and finally reproductive and developmental sciences. So it's a pretty broad stretch. And really the only thing missing there is cancer. It's one of the few things that we do not model in monkeys at this time. Can you explain what the National Primate Research Consortium is? The National Primate Research Centers, which we call the NPRCs, are a group of seven centers around the United States, all of whom are funded by the National Institutes of Health to provide primate models and to do research for investigators who are interested in those models. We also provide expertise about those models. So typically we would do collaborations with people throughout the country and indeed throughout the world for those who are interested. And because of the uh, shared mission that we have, we we work together as a team. We meet twice a year in person, and we meet once a week on the phone to talk about our shared practices. And the consortium is just almost like an eighth primate center, if you will. It's the group. And what has accrued over the last five or six years of working intensively together is that we, we don't duplicate efforts much. We do a lot of sharing And uh, that's about how to do science, how to do budgets, how to keep electronic medical records, and how to share the best practices so that we can have superb animal health and also the very best research. So what is NPRC.org? NPRC.org is a new website. It's a public website that was developed over the last couple of years 
with input from all of the seven centers and, in fact, from all of the employees at all the centers, which is, I think, something around 2,500 people contributed their ideas to the site. We went through the entire process of developing a shared mission and vision of what we wanted to do. And really the goal of this site is to provide educational and interesting information to the public, to help the public, anyone from the public, the student, the mother, the teacher, the doctor, anyone really at all who's interested in figuring out what is science doing and what are we learning from studies in monkeys in particular. Uh, The site was developed with a public relations firm, but the combined efforts of all of the many people from the different centers who participated in the development of the content means that there's joint ownership and we, when we launched the site last week, it was pretty exciting to be able to uh, reveal it to the, to the employees because they, they contributed. Why now? Has this been in, in process for a while? Or what, what's the importance of this site? I think we, perhaps foolishly, people like myself who do research in biomedical research, we just assume that when you publish a paper, people are out there reading it. The public must understand what I do. I published it. It's accessible to the public. Well, it is and it isn't. Scientific publications are pretty dense, and they take a lot of patience to work through all the details and figure out even what the conclusions really are. And, and you know, scientists, we often say, well, it shows this, but it doesn't show that, and it's, it has this probability. And by the time you get to the end of your sentence, the other person's eyes are rolling back in their head, and, and you, you realize you just did not get your message across. So... We, I, myself included, we are not good as scientists in telling our stories. We wanted to find a place where we could tell our stories and we could do it in an effective way that would be, that would be interesting, that would, that would help the public, anybody from the public, understand why we're excited about our science. We're trying to make breakthroughs to improve human health. And we are. We have some great stories to tell, and we're excited to tell them. So I I look forward to the continuous development of this site and use of this site. Well, what is the goal for this new site? I think it's to enhance the public's understanding of biomedical research. Just a simple goal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's all. (laughs) Uh, That's a long-term goal. I think if we can reach more and more people every day, we'll be We'll be pleased to do that. And to be perfectly frank, we want to dispel some of the myths that are told about us as the NPRCs and as researchers who use primate models. We're used to being criticized all the time for what we do by people who want us to go away. And we want people to understand there's another side to this story. We're helping human beings live longer, healthier lives with the research that we do. And we're proud of what we do. We make ethical choices every day as to whether we should or should not do this research. And we only do it when it's the right thing to do. I recognize there are people who don't agree with that, but it is important that we get the facts out there. And just having somebody say something that isn't true and repeating it over and over is not a good way for people to understand how science works. We need to be out there explaining what we're doing and why and what we're learning. It is not true that we aren't learning anything. The case is we've learned so much 
from oh, more than 50 years. We are trying to figure out mechanisms of disease and trying to understand very, very basic mechanisms that can be translated directly to humans without taking the risk in humans. Diseases are arising all the time. We're not finished with diseases. We haven't right. discovered them all. <laughs> exactly. There will always be outbreaks. And we, we need to be able to have a system like this shared system to be ready. So Nancy, what's the importance of a shared system like this? I think what's exciting today is that the different disciplines are starting to work together across all the different parts of research so that somebody who's studying reproductive biology is working with somebody who's studying neuroscience. And one of the things we've been able to learn, for example, is uh, we can actually measure how um, a fetus is developing in vivo and We've got the physics all figured out so that even though the baby's moving around inside the pregnant monkey, you can actually follow brain development in the monkey. And then when that monkey's born, you can actually measure by doing cognitive testing. Does this animal behave in a way, and is it able to think in a way, an animal that did not was not subjected to that disease? And by doing these comparative studies... I, we're going to ha be able to hone in on what what is really important about a disease. It's not just one organ. You know, it's not, it's not just heart disease. It's not just obesity. It's not just a virus infection that mainly infects the lungs. It's really a whole body aspect to those diseases. And this is where it's important to link what we do to some of the newer ideas uh, that are being proposed, which is to make organs in a dish. I'm in favor of that. I think that's great. I'm a scientist. I love to see anything that, that moves science forward. But ultimately, what we need to understand, even if we do that organ in a dish, is how do the organs interact with each other? We have a bloodstream. We have a neuro neural system that runs this body. And diseases affect an organism. It's an organism with many different moving parts, and that is, that is what we can do with an in vivo model that I think will never be achieved in the dish. It's, it's an important component, but again, you want to do these studies in parallel, and we, we need animal models to help us understand those kinds of questions. And I'm so excited that we can now approach uh, much more complex medical models than we ever could before. And do them in a collaborative setting. Exactly. We, we can talk about how we can uh, share resources across the centers. We can talk about how we can advance and share. We do share our electronic medical records across the centers. We have a couple of different ways where we can reach in and make a consortium of those data, obviously with permission, but it's, it's uh, an exciting new world. So not only is there this new website, um, there's also a Twitter account. Can you talk to that a little bit too? Well, I'm of the generation that uh, doesn't naturally move t to tweet things, but we have um, come to the understanding that for us to be relevant to the public, we need to be using the Twitterverse. So the, yes, there is a Twitter account. I was on it this morning and checking out the latest tweets. Um, and th that will be centrally managed as, as the website is um, going forward from here. But a lot of the centers also have Twitter accounts including the Oregon National Primate Research Center. We're going to have to get a little more uh, advanced in our, in our communications. Something 
beyond the, uh, the website and the scientific publications. Well, Nancy, thank you for joining me today. Sure. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.